0: Now in its third year, it's A Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels, talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 208 of A Yank on the Footy, and I am Craig Wessels coming from Sandusky, Ohio, and yes... I am so thrilled that you're listening, and yes, the Cats did, in fact, win the Premiership, and that's what I'm here to talk about in this episode as a Cat supporter. So I'm going to take my uh, impartiality hat off a little bit for this episode, Uh, and that's... I I think if you're a supporter of any of the other 17 clubs, you probably can uh, agree that that's okay to do for this one episode here. I think I have a fairly good track record of being uh, somewhat impartial when it comes to the uh, discussions that I have had during uh, episodes recently. So I I don't feel too bad about, you know, getting really excited about my club. Now, folks, uh, don't forget that if you are interested in having your footy club, uh, your local club, get a shout out during an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me a note via email at yankonthefootygmail.com or shoot me up on any one of my socials. You can find all of those over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can also find... uh, ways to get signed up on the mailing list. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, and I'm absolutely looking for guests because this podcast does not shut off during the winter season or during the, uh, well, my winter, your summer during cricket season, I'm still plugging along, trying to come up with some fantastic content and interview great guests. Uh, so if you want to be a guest, drop me a note over there. If you have a club that you want to get, uh, a shout out to, please do that as well. I do tend to look through, uh, social media to find interesting things that have gone on at, at the different clubs but uh that's uh that's where I usually find most of my um my contact information so as far as uh as far as local clubs but uh also um if you haven't listened to the second half or if you haven't heard about the the little thing I'm trying to do uh with my mom with regards to her birthday which is coming up in a few weeks uh, and you want to still help out with that I'll have a note there. She's got her 80th birthday coming up, and she's uh, hoping to get uh, birthday cards uh, from places all over the world. Uh, people, you know, with a card, with a note or a little picture in there of something that brings them joy. And I've had a handful of them that have been sent in, and, and those of you who have, I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful that you've been able to do that, but there's still time if you want to do that. If you're thinking about doing that, it's getting close, though. We're About a month and a half away from her birthday, so if you've been thinking about doing it, you may want to drop that note in the uh, the mail as soon as you can. I just uh, dropped a note in the mail myself uh, to um, Australia just a few days ago, and I know it's going to take a while for it to get there. Now, I did want to mention one other thing here, and I'm going to put this in the show notes as well. I'm doing a little survey. It's a Google form, uh, and I'm going to be doing, uh, along with my Kind of reflection on the the trade period here and some of the things that I think are going to be going on there. Uh, the Jason Hort Francis stuff is just it's shocking and it's I guess it's not really surprising. Uh, and and I feel bad for North Melbourne with everything that's going on with this. Um, but uh, the little survey that I uh, put out there is I'm going to be doing an episode on my on my five ups and downs uh, from the 2022 season. And what I was asking is uh, listeners, what were your and I only asked for three. From listeners, what were your three ups and downs for the season? And I'm going to be picking five of the people who respond at random and send them one of the uh, stickers uh, from the podcast. I've ordered a few of them uh, to get those in-house, and I'll turn around and ship those out to you when they come in. Uh, the deadline to be eligible for that is going to be on Friday, Uh, The 7th of October at midnight, so that would be, I guess, midnight Saturday morning, going into Saturday morning, Melbourne time, which is 9 a.m. Friday morning here on the east coast of the United States. And speaking of the eastern part of the United States, uh, if you've not heard in Australia, we had a uh, pretty significant hurricane or cyclone, if you will, roll through the western part of Florida and uh, cause several dozen deaths and what's likely to end up being Hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars worth of damage. Um, Very good friend of the podcast, Frode Jernhardt, Jernhardt, who is a huge uh, bulldog supporter, uh, was right in the path of this, and he's okay. Uh, But looking at some of the photographs and some of the imagery that he has shared, it's a pretty scary scene. I mean, I've seen uh, images of people with alligators in their homes and sharks swimming down the street uh, in neighborhoods and houses that... Have the water three or four feet up the sliding glass doors that go out onto their patio, and the glass keeping the being the only thing that's keeping the floodwaters from their home. It's absolutely horrific. Uh, if you're here in the U.S. and you, uh, you want to help, I'm sure there are a number well, there are a number of places where you can go ahead and sign up to make donations to help out through the Red Cross, through Salvation Army, I'm sure things of that nature. Uh, other organizations, if you want to help out as well. But please keep these people in your thought because it's been a uh, it's been a very difficult time for them. In fact, this uh, this hurricane made its way across Florida and then kind of made a bit of a turn to the north and has actually come back in and struck uh, the state of South Carolina as well. And I believe it's moved into North Carolina as well. So it's it's been a pretty ugly storm. So Ian, if you want to get the hell out of here and never come back, I think we're all okay with that. So now today's club of the episode is the Warrigal Industrials Football Club. And this is a rather unique name. I, I love the name. I love the logo. The logo's really sharp. And I'm hoping to figure out where I go about finding one of their club stickers as well. But the Dusties, as they call themselves, they play in the West Gippsland Football League, Football and Netball League in uh Victoria. And the club was founded in 1948. This is one of those clubs that came about after the war had ended, after World War II ended. And the Dusties have teams that play in both the men's and the women's comp as well as the netball clubs as well. On the men's side, the club fields two senior and two junior football teams. Now, recently, the club had 10 players representing the under-16 club in the West Gippsland All-Stars. And Cody Templeton, who's part of their under-14 group, was recognized as best on ground during that tournament. And the thing that really stood out to me as I was kind of going through uh, social media and looking for a club to feature this this week in this episode, I ran across something that was kind of a uh, an interesting little situation here. And that was a young man uh, by the name of Nick Gooden, who had just recently been recognized as uh, somebody who was one of the great volunteers in the in the league. Recently, uh, was at their uh, their senior recognition um, uh, ceremony last night, and uh, at that time. Nick, and I'm, you know, I saw it on his, uh, his social media page as well. Nick proposed to his fiance Sarah at the senior awards. And Sarah said, yes, it, it's really cool that that sort of thing happened. Uh, so Nick, Sarah, congratulations to you. Best of luck to the dusties. Now I have to say, you know, those public, uh, proposals there's there's, you can always see videos of those that go awry. Now I, I did one of those things myself. Um, my wife uh, used to teach at a uh, preschool that was run by the White House. She lived in Washington, D.C. for many years when she was teaching. And Barbara Bush, uh, who was the the wife of the first President Bush here in the U.S., her she used to come in and read to the kids. And for a very short period, period of time, uh, Hillary Clinton would come in and read to the kids. Well, okay, it didn't last very long. Um, but the room where they would come in and read to the kids, it's kind of this big activity room, you know, it was actually her last day working there. And she was coming to move to be with me. So I guess I was much more of a catch than I actually thought. But I, uh, <laughs> but I proposed to her in front of all of her students who are now in their early 30s, uh, as well as their parents uh, who are now in their 50s or 60s at least as well um, and that certainly could have gone awry, so, and that would have been, you know, pretty embarrassing had she said, nah, I don't think so, so, uh, Nick, good on you, Sarah, good on you, uh, these public ones, they, they, they can be a challenge, and I'm so glad things have have gone well for you, and I wish you all the best in the future, and I wish the, uh, the same, uh, to the dusties as well going forward. Now, you know, I, uh, as a cat supporter, I have to tell you, I am in fact over the moon. I'm beyond excited about uh, this past week. It's, yeah, I've had a week of kind of, uh, I don't want to say decompressing, but uh, the two weeks, um, the one that just ended and the one prior to that are my two busiest weeks that I have uh, during the school year, because uh, I also work as a public address announcer as well, and I announce uh, uh, football games, gridiron from what would be grade seven, which are kids who are about 12 or 13 up through our high school seniors who would be uh 12th graders who are going to be 17, 18 years old. So I, I announced for basically four to five different levels of football, as well as both our boys and girls soccer teams. And we had, um, a number of games these past couple of weeks. So it's been a, uh, it's been a whirlwind couple of weeks where I've not been able to sit down and, uh, and do the uh reflection upon the game that I'd wanted to do. I'm do I'm recording this on Sunday evening my time as I'm sitting down after having watched the Browns uh fall apart and give away a game that well, they could have won, but uh they didn't. And I'm gonna leave it at that. But again, as a cat supporter, I am over the moon, but I I, I did something that I don't know if it warrants having my membership card pulled and I feel embarrassed admitting this, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out there because I've been, you know, totally frank and totally honest with people uh, during the course of this podcast. I don't uh, don't bullshit people. Um, I don't bullshit, um, you know, anybody. I I try to tell the truth. I'm very pragmatic. And I I had a situation, um, and I'll I'll give you an example of this. When I was a kid growing up, and I don't know if I've told this story before, uh, but the neighborhood that I lived in uh, up until the time I was about twelve. Um, my best friend lived right across the street from me. And his brother was about four years older than us. And I uh I managed to break this young man's arm three different times. Now he only had two arms, so one of them I got twice. Uh <laughs> but um and there is a there's you know, this is gonna be, you know, me being honest about things here. This is gonna make sense here in a moment, but I uh the first time was when I was about six, and I knocked him off the like the jungle gym, if you will, you know the climbing bars and that sort of thing in my backyard. He was playing on it with us, and I I knocked him off, and he fell off and broke his arm. Accident. Uh, a few years later, probably four or five years later, we were um, we were playing in uh, his backyard. We were playing football, and again, his brothers, you know, four years older than us or so, and I tackled him. And he landed awkwardly on, I believe it was left arm, and he broke his left arm. Well, the day he gets his cast off of his left arm, he decides, well, he's going to come out and play with his little brother and I. You know, we're both about 10, 11 years old at this point in time. And I tackled him the day he got the cast off of his left arm and broke his right arm. And this is is completely true. I'm not making this up at all. Well, see, I had told this story of my son, and my son didn't believe this growing up and we uh we happened to be at a uh, a fast food restaurant like uh McDonald's or hungry jack's uh it's a place called wendy's and and if you're here in the states, I think the hamburgers at at Wendy's are vastly superior to hungry jacks or as we call Burger King and Mcdonald's and we happened to be there and there was somebody that I knew who was there all three times these injuries had occurred and it turns out that this gentleman, who is now you know he's a couple of years older than I, I am, mean, he's actually the same age of the uh, the young man whose arm I had broken. Um, he is an attorney. He is a county municipal judge. So he he he's somebody who sits on the the bench here in our county, and uh, you know hears criminal cases that type of thing. He's been a judge for many many years, and I, I, he knows me. I know him. I've known him for a half century. And I, I went over to him and I, I said to him, I said, uh, I said, judge, and I won't use his name here. I identified, you know, cause he knew, ex- you know, he knows exactly who I am. I, cause I had his student, his children, his students in my classroom. I said, could you, could you tell my son about person X, the person who's, whose arm I broke three times. And the judge looked at me right away, looked at my son. He said, you mean how you broke his arm three times? And my son looked at me like you were telling the truth about that. I said, yeah, I've not lied to you about anything ever maybe the whole Santa Claus Easter bunny thing, but that, that, those don't, those don't count. But the reason I'm bringing this up is that, uh, the, the, the night of the game, the, the cats and swans game, the grand final, which was a 1230 first bounce. So 1230 Saturday morning, my time. And I've watched plenty of 1230, two o'clock in the morning games and been absolutely fine, uh, watching the games. And I, I, I'm ashamed of myself, um, I sat down to watch the game. I had made myself a cup of coffee now, first of all, you know, I get up at five o'clock in the morning, so this game is starting after I've been up for nineteen almost twenty hours okay work my work my uh my day at the school, and then that evening, I also had a football game that I was announcing, and we won and uh I got things wrapped up at the stadium in our press box and got everything shut down. And I got home a little bit after eleven o'clock at night. So I had a little over an hour before the game was gonna start. So I I made myself some coffee. I know I probably sat down and uh um traded some notes with people on Twitter and on Facebook and that sort of thing. You know, very excited about it. You know, I I, I again I think, you know, I had uh a number of people, you know, I had uh that came on and did uh episodes with me. Um leading up into that, and I can't thank them enough, you know, Harper and Bevan and Bill and uh, Mick and uh, Donnie Hess, just, you know, can't thank them enough, and I think I'm missing one person there, and I'm not scrolling back through the list of uh, the episodes here, and I probably should, so I don't miss somebody's name there, and and I'm going to do that real quickly as I'm going here, so I don't, uh, and Tony Davis also, and I should, Tony, I'm sorry for for forgetting your name there, sorry, I, I truly apologize for that, but sit down having my coffee. I think I had a, I think I had a bowl of rice, I had a bowl of brown rice. Cause that's kind of the, the carb that I'm allowed to have on this, uh, um, this diet. And I'm, I'm up now to where I am at almost, I'm almost down 50 kilos. I'm at like 49.5 kilos since uh, the end of August of last year. So I'm, I'm getting there. I'm slowly disappearing. And I saw the first goal of the game. I saw the first goal kicked. I saw, you know, the first behind kicked and then i woke up i believe to the jingle from an amy commercial yeah i fell asleep for the rest of the first quarter and i'm 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 embarrassed to admit that but at that point in time it had been 21 22 hours i mean i mean i'm i'm 59 years old i'm an old i'm i'm getting to be an old man my wife tells me and i'm an old man uh, my kids tell me i'm an old man the mirror tells me i'm an old man but yeah i, fe- I fell asleep but i woke up at the end of the first quarter and i'm looking at the score and i'm seeing that it's 41 to 6 and i'm thinking to myself holy shit you're dreaming here this is this is like a dream start this is wonderful and i'm thinking this this can't be right and i'm i'm thinking to myself i got to wake up i have to wake up because this can't possibly be right because i must have just dozed off for just a second but no it's 41 to 6 at the end of the first quarter and i'm 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 stunned by that and of course i'm excited so i i, I I quickly downed what was left of my cup of coffee. I had drunk about half of my cup of coffee. And, and my cup is about 16 fluid ounces. It's a big cup. It's about a uh, it's about a half a quart of, uh, about, so about a half liter of coffee. So it was a lot of coffee in that cup. And I actually needed, you know, more than that. So, yes, I stayed up and watched the entire rest of the game. I watched all of the the uh, the activity after the game. And then after everything was done... And they went back to replay the game. I did watch the first quarter. So I did not actually get to bed until about seven o'clock Saturday morning, my time. So I'd been up, except for about a half an hour of the first quarter. I was up for about 26 hours. Or 25 and a half out of 26 hours. I dozed off for a little bit. So I'm embarrassed to say that. And and I, I apologize, but it was uh I I'm absolutely I'm absolutely stoked. I'm I'm thrilled that the club won. You know, I did tip. I did tip uh, before the game. I did tip us to win. Now, if you go back and listen to the the preview episode at the beginning of the year, I had the Bulldogs. I bu- I believe I had the Bulldogs defeating the uh, the D's in a rematch of last year's grand final. Well, they both made it to finals, but they didn't. Uh, it didn't work out the way. I had the Cats tipped finish sixth on the ladder. So I, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled that things worked out the way that they did. Uh, but see, here's the thing. I don't really, I really don't know how to act as far as, you know, being a, a fan of a club that went that's that is successful. Because for those of you who have listened to the podcast quite a bit, I've grown up being a Cleveland sports fan. And the Cleveland Browns had some success from the late 1940s through the mid 1960s. They won it, the last time the Cleveland Browns won a champ won a championship, I was one year old. They won it in nineteen sixty-four. Okay, I was a year old the last time that they won a championship. They got, you know, a game away from the Super Bowl a couple of times in the 1970s. Um, well, really won in the 1970s. And then a couple times in the 1980s, they got about it. They got a game away, if you will, uh, losing to the Denver Broncos. I hate the Denver Broncos. Sorry about that, Mick. Just going to have to deal with it, man. Um, you know, the Cavaliers won a championship in 2016. That's been the only one in my lifetime. You know, the, the Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians in baseball, they got to the World Series a few times in the 90s. They got there in 2018, I believe it was as well, did not win, came close. So I'm, I'm not somebody who's accustomed to my team winning. Because, again, I'm not, I'm not a huge basketball fan. So when the Cavaliers won, yes, I was thrilled. I cried because it was the first time in my lifetime that it's happened. But I, I, I it was not something I was accustomed to. Too. And I'm certainly not. You know, I'm certainly not accustomed to seeing my footy team win. And of course, I'm looking at a uh, you know photograph on the, the screen of my computer of the club standing up on the stage, holding cup with uh, with uh, Chris Scott there and everybody celebrating. I love that image. That's the, you know those images I've been having a different cats related grand final image on my computer every day at school since the game was won. But you know, like I said, I'm not sure how to react. But it has been an absolute joy. Watching all of you who are cat supporters celebrating in your own way, and watching the the athletes, the players celebrate, and and I and I feel terrible for Max Holmes. I, I, I feel absolutely devastated for him and his injury. But Brandon Parfit, I'm I'm ecstatic that that you got that opportunity to uh to be a Premiership player in his stead. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, it was exciting. And, you know, again, I, 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 they were basically up, they were ahead by 35 points when I really started watching the game with Ernest. Cause I, cause I screwed up and dozed off and I'm, and I'm, I'm still, I'm embarrassed by that, but it was wonderful to see this club break through that spot that they had been trying to get back to since 2011. Yeah, this is a club that has been, you know, at the pinnacle of success or almost at the pinnacle of success, but had not made it over the top since 2011. But this is a club that had been in a lot of prelims, had made it to a a grand final uh, in 2020, but had not made it over, did not make it over the hump against the Tigers. But this is a club that's been in contention year in and year out for the last decade plus. They've always been close. And this time they got over the hump. Now... It's an older, it's an older squad. In fact, I think they said it was the oldest squad to ever play in a grand final in terms of cumulative age. But we're seeing now that uh, at least one of those players is stepping aside. And and, and I, if you're not a cat supporter, and that you're certain, you know, it, and I don't begrudge that if you're not, you're you you support whatever club you want to. That's absolutely fantastic. But just watching Joel Selwood after the game, and this is again before we knew that he was stepping aside was just just wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. And and seeing him uh get the young man uh the water boy and his name escapes me right now. And bringing him down out of the crowd and and uh Jezza sharing his medal with him for a moment, letting him, you know, have that there out on the ground was just it was amazing. And I, and I I've said this time and time again this this was a this was a club that won. Yes. There there are 20 23 players up on those risers along with their senior coach holding that cup. This but this was something that I think you can safely say this was this was not an this was not an us thing as far as the club was concerned. This was a we thing in terms of the club and the supporters. Because, you know, you look at the you know the winners of the NBA championship or the Super Bowl or the World Series in baseball, you know, I'm not all that well-versed in the Stanley Cup in in hockey. And I don't know enough about soccer at all to say how it works in the professional soccer league here in the United States. But, you know, you look at the NBA, you look at the, the NFL, you look at Major League Baseball, they're not generally spending an hour and a half or two hours out on the ground after the game engaging with the supporters. They're heading into the locker room. They're They're putting on their ski goggles and they're going through several thousand dollars worth of champagne, either consuming it or spraying it throughout the clubhouse and pouring it on one another. Now, that may have happened with the cats after they went in um, at the end, but which I'm not sure if that did anyway, because I know that Mark Blitzev still had his uh, his uniform on the next day. I did see that he made it back down to Geelong and was still wearing his his uniform, which I'm assuming he's taken it off by now. Um, But Just seeing that interaction between the supporters, the fans, and the athletes, I mean, I've seen it, you know, in the grand final in 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21, to the extent that you could see it the last two grand finals with the clubs, you know, winning the grand finals in Brisbane and in Perth, and, you know, the supporters of those clubs in those cities being there, but... Seeing that love between the supporters and the club just tells me that I've made the right choice in becoming a fan, not only of Geelong but of this game in general. And and I, I damn it, I know that that that. Sports in this country could learn an awful lot from the AFL as far as that goes. And I I know there's all this talk about that the AFL could learn things from the NFL and from the NBA and that sort of thing. And that may very well be true. But we could learn an awful lot from the AFL. We could learn a heck of a lot from it. And how it is not necessarily an us thing, but a we thing. Now, and again, you know, you look at the, you know, the NFL... You know the Super Bowl is is played generally at a neutral site, and the overwhelming majority of people there watching the Super Bowl are not necessarily fans of that team. And if they are, they probably don't have seats that are down in the lower bowl of of the stadium that's going to allow them to even get close to the players. They're going to be sequestered away in some corner up above the uh, the the end zone and that sort of thing and and going to be well away from the, the the teams. I just I just love the way the AFL does this in terms of the you know, the 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 celebration afterwards um the whole thing with the uh the os kick players and I I know this is not the first time that that's happened but seeing them you know providing them with the uh the premiership medals and then getting a ball cap and uh from them and then uh you know Joel Selwood giving his, his, uh, footy boots to the, uh, Oscar player of the year. That should have been a great indicator. You know, I, had I really been thinking about it, that might've been the thing that told me, okay, he's done. Cause I don't think it really was something that I thought about as it was, uh, as it was happening. I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, I have seen athletes give their shoes to players or to kids. I've seen them, you know, give their Jersey to players, that type of thing. But, you know, there was some permanence to this, and and I guess it, I didn't want to reg- have it register. I didn't want to acknowledge that that was the case. Uh, so, you know, Joel Selwood, I tip my cap to you, sir, on a tremendous career um, as as a player, as a captain, as a gentleman. I, I'm I'm ecstatic that you are somebody who is going to be long remembered and long thought of as part of the club that I have fallen in love with. And I, and I thank you for that. And of course, now there is going to be a significant void that has to be filled in terms of who's the next captain. You know, did we, uh, did we get a bit of an indication, you know, in the photo that I'm looking at right here, we see Tom Stewart with his left arm draped over his shoulder. Is Tom Stewart the next captain? Is Mark Blitzevs? I've said on I've said on the record a number of times, I think that in the future, I think Bradley Close is going to be a future captain of this club. I just have that feeling. I don't think it's now. I think he's probably too young to assume that position right now, but I, I think he's a future captain of this club. And again, this, there are some older players on this side. You know, Tom Hawkins is coming back for at least another year. You know, he's going to have a shot at, at you know, if he sticks around for a couple more years, if, you know, reaching 800 goals. I still don't know if I would trade, you know, anybody else's forward line for the Cats' forward line, with he and Jezza and uh, Tyson Stengel and Brian Myers up there and Gary Rowan. I don't think I, I don't, I honestly don't think I would change and trade our front line for anybody else's. I don't know who else's I would, I would rather have there. It's just a great, great group of people who work so well with one another. You know, is Tom Atkins a future captain? Very possibly. Very possibly. You know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. And again, I'm not enough in the loop on this to be able to make uh, more than a speculative decision here. No, those of you who have grown up with this club and have seen what, you know, Joel Selwood has done for the last dozen or so years, or however long that he's been captain, um, have a much better idea than I do in terms of what it takes in order to be a, a captain of a, uh, a footy club and what requirements are there. Yeah, so I I just think it's uh it's going to be a uh it's going to be a, a, an interesting year coming forward. You know, the, you know, the Cats have they've delisted a number of players already. Um it sounds like, you know, and I don't want to get into the off-season stuff too much here, but it sounds like a Salvador may be moving on, you know, Quentin Narkel was delisted, was not offered a new contract. Uh Francis Evans, uh that that tall young man who's I can't think of his name right now other than the last time he began with the TS, uh, who they brought in to train as a ruck. Uh, they've decided not to bring him back on a new contract as well. Um, Luke Dahlhouse is retired. So the age profile is is getting a little bit younger here. You know, you got a few, you know, Mitch Duncan is still there. You know, you got Tom Hawkins getting, you know, uh, Cam Stewart. um Zach Tui getting a little, you know, getting older as well. But this is this is a club that's going to see, I believe, an an injection of youth. Now, I'm I'm not going to be so bold as to say that they can repeat. Uh, other people may be saying that, but I'm I'm, I'm certainly not going to be making that uh, that claim at all right now. I mean, I I won't be shocked if they get back there next year. I won't be. I'm not saying that they're going to. I absolutely will not be shocked if the Swans are back there next year. You know, I think we're going to start to see the, the transition, and maybe we saw it a little bit in this game, the transition away from Buddy being, you know, the, the focal point of the, uh, of the Swans to where he is um, more of a, uh, a secondary um, goal-providing opportunity. I think you're gonna maybe start to see a bit of a transition from that, uh, from him. And again, he can still kick go out and kick 45, 50 goals in the season if, if he's if he's able to do so. But again, it's gonna be another year. Um, and we shall see what happens, you know, because I know there've been talk about him going to Brisbane, but now it looks like he's gonna be staying with uh, with the Swans going into next year. But you know, I'm I'm thrilled with what with what I saw. You know, I was I was ecstatic with the uh, the efforts of you know the entire darn club. I mean, you, know, you had so many different avenues in which you know goals were being scored. You know, you had Stangle, you know, Stangle with four, Hawkins and Isaac Smith with three apiece, Cameron and Close with two, Selwood, Duncan, Cam Guthrie, Butzaz, uh Parfit, and Sam DeCona getting his uh, his goal as well, uh, which might have you know prevented um, Patty Dangerfield from maybe getting the, uh, the Brownlow there, or not the Brownlow, the, uh, Norm Smith, um, he's already got a Brownlow, but, uh, this was an all around terrific effort. Okay. This was an all around terrific effort. And I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to be a cat supporter. I have, uh, I have, uh, Many of you I know have already made your purchases through the uh, the, the club's uh, store. I have added things, taken things out, re-added things, moved things around in my cart on there as a member. Um, was going to go make my purchase yesterday, but I have to get my uh, my my. Card unlocked for international purchases, and my bank was unable to do that yesterday, so I have not made my purchase yet. And I'm hoping all the stuff that I'm wanting to buy will be available tomorrow when I do that. So, yeah, um, and I'm you know, I'm plunking down a little bit of money here. I, I don't, I, I may, who knows, I may actually order a couple more things that I didn't tell my wife about. I say that, I, I say that knowing that, uh that she and her best buddy just got back from uh, a, about a two-week trip out to the western part of the U.S. where they visited uh, seven or eight national parks, uh, including Zion National Park, and the four corners where um, Utah and Colorado and New Mexico and Arizona all meet in one, cor- in one location, uh, the Grand Canyon as well. So I think maybe if I order one more thing that I had said I was going to, I'll still be okay because I think that might just end up happening here, you know, because I've got, I've got quite a few things in the cart that I want to order. And, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to track down like the, uh, the poster from the Herald Sun, as well as the bumper sticker. I'd love to get one of those bumper stickers to put on my desk. Um, and if you've got a, a sticker for your local footy club and want to drop it in the mail, I love to display those. I'm, I'm filling up my desk with local footy stickers. I've got, uh, I have one, I believe, coming in from WA here fairly shortly. They had mentioned that they were going to drop one in the mail. So if your local footy club has one and you want to put it on display in my classroom, I would love to put it on display for you. But yeah, I'm 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 thrilled with uh, with the club having won. And you know, many of you, the club has won at least now probably four premierships in your lifetime. Maybe even more than that if you're if you're you know old like me the last time before 2007 was had been quite a few years earlier but uh it just feels good i mean bottom line is it it feels good to know that 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 your club finished on the top of the mountain and that's something that nobody can ever take away from them now you know it was a it was a tough game to 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 get excited about because it was such a one-sided game, but, you know, it didn't preclude me from being absolutely chuffed about what went on. I mean, I, I'm, I'm... I've gone back and watched the game twice now after the fact already, you know, when I've had downtime. I put it on... Um, actually, when I'm announcing a soccer game, I've had it on my computer. And I've had the volume turned down, but I've been watching the game again because I'm just that excited about it to see it. And, you know, I've had people glance over my shoulder. I know I had some downtime at the end of one of my periods in uh, my class period at school, and we looked at the uh, highlights from the game. And, uh, you know, the kids are excited for me as well, because they, you know, if, hey, you know, happy teacher, happy day at school. So I'm pretty thrilled. So they're pretty thrilled as well. So, folks, don't forget that you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there. You can leave a review. If you love the podcast, I hope you'll go over there and click on the leave a review button, and that lets you go out to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It really does help the show if there are positive reviews out there. Uh, one, it helps with the algorithm with Apple. Uh, two, it allows me to share your thoughts on the podcast out on my socials and hopefully, uh, garner more interest in the podcast from people who maybe haven't checked it out as, as of yet. So if you're somebody who's been listening for a while and you like the show, or if you just started listening and you're thinking, wow, this is pretty unique. I do enjoy what I'm hearing here. Um, uh, I'd certainly appreciate it. If you want to help out the show, um, you can click on the buy me a coffee button as well. Or if you want to, uh, check out any of the, the stuff in the store page on Redbubble. and, uh, get some of that that would be fantastic as well if you want to help out the show that way and if you've got like i said if you've got an idea for a guest for the podcast that would be wonderful as well um i've got a couple people that i've have lined up and uh i'm going to be reaching back out to one of my recent guests who made a very generous um invitation to me uh when i finished speaking with them that they said that they have uh contacts with many of the people that I would be interested in speaking with. So I'm probably going to be taking them up on that very soon. And I'm excited to see what avenues that's going to lead down because again, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled about the way the season wrapped up. I'm excited about what's going to happen during this trade period, because it is very interesting. I love the fact that it happens in the span of just a couple of weeks. It comes at us fast and furious. Um, I will be, uh, doing a trade period episode this week as well, and then uh, end of this week I will be doing my ups and downs. And Remember, if you uh, want to get on that uh, survey, the link will be in the show notes. And if you want to be eligible to get uh, one of the stickers sent to you, uh, you'll need to have that filled out by the by midnight uh, Melbourne time, Saturday morning, or 11.59 Friday night, if you will because I'll, it'll, it'll record the times in which when, when people, uh, submit their responses there. So I'll be able to see that. So if you're interested in doing that, that'd be great. Uh, folks, check up on your friends, make sure they're all right. It's a lot of things going on in this world. Um, tell them you love them, let them know you care, you know, be respectful to, yeah, yeah. Of course you can sledge people a little bit here and there, but you know, You know, your club may not have come out on top, but mine did, did. but you're never going to hear me bashing another team other than me poking fun, as I have done quite a few times. I like to poke fun about the Tigers and having to play games at uh, Marvel Stadium, but it doesn't go beyond that because I have the utmost respect for that organization because they, from everything that I've seen in the years that I've been following the game, look to be a club that have done things the right way so i can't I can't not have respect for the way they go about doing things. you know, my thoughts are with uh the North Melbourne Club with everything that's going on there um you know i'm not i I'm well aware of the uh the allegations that have been made uh with regards to what's going on with Hawthorne. Uh, I haven't decided to dig into that much at all only because I don't think I know enough about it and i don't want to uh, i don't want to misspeak yeah, so i'm i'm trying to avoid uh, saying too much about it um, i do want to give a quick shout out though i did uh, um, start the uh, the first couple of episodes of a series um, out of australia called mystery road I mean, and this was this was a new ep- new episode called mystery road's origins um which is tracking like this, this detective that's done a couple of this series, done a couple of movies, and then also a couple of like six or eight episode series as well. It's like his origin story as he became a detective. And it's just really interesting to see the, uh, the, the first people culture um, in Australia and how it is depicted. And it's, it's, it's just, it, and it just seeing the countryside if nothing else you know knowing that it's something that i may never get the chance to see in person i love seeing it represented on represented on the screen and i am absolutely thrilled uh to be watching that show and it was it was really interesting and i actually went and did a little bit of uh digging in the uh the time in which the episodes were being made cuz they actually began filming this uh season of this series back in uh what would have been like september october of last year and during the first episode, there was a scene where they were in uh, somebody's home and doing an investigation. And there was a large poster of Shane Warren on the wall. And I thought, wow, that's a nice tribute. Um, but I think it was purely coincidental because uh, I believe they probably had filmed that uh, before he had passed on. But it was it was still, you know, nice to see, you know, kind of a tribute or kind of a callback to such an absolute legend of sport in Australia. Uh, so if you haven't checked out that Mystery Road origin, it's a pretty interesting series, and I just like I said, I just really enjoy seeing how um, life is in small towns in uh, communities uh, throughout. And I think this one actually set in WA, how it's depicted there. So, uh, folks, I appreciate the kind words. I hope you'll consider sharing this episode or your favorite favorite episode with your friends and family, because uh, the more, the merrier. You know. Uh, I know it's not footy season right now as far as the AFL. The women's comp is still going on. I feel guilty that I've not been able to devote the time to the women's comp that I have done in the past. It's just the way the schedule is working out now. And with my announcing schedule, there's only so many hours in the day. And let's be honest, if I can't stay awake to watch my own team in the grand final, how am I going to talk about the AFLW if I'm having a busy week? And I only mean that sort of tongue-in-cheek but I, because I want to do them the justice that they richly deserve but just the way things are, are, are going, it's, it's difficult for me to do that. And I cannot tip my cap enough to Donnie Hess, who is doing that, who is doing uh, Yeoman's uh, work in terms of, of covering the AFLW from the vantage point of here in the United States. So, Donnie, good on you, sir, for doing that. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. And I will catch you later. This has been episode 208 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or to yankonthefooty If you head over to my website at yankonthefooty.com, you can find all my other socials. There's links to, I believe LinkedIn, but there's certainly links to uh, Instagram, to Twitter, to my Facebook page. Um, you can leave a voicemail there. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, you can register as a guest. If you have a question, you can do that there. You can leave a review. If you want to help out the store, the podcast as well, you can do that there. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. I do hope you'll give it a share. And until next time, this is Craig Wessel's supporter of the 2022 premieres, the Geelong Cats. I'll talk to you very soon. Goodbye.